1: Here we are, face to face, (gasps) a couple of silver spoons, Rana, hoping to find we're two of a kind, making it go, making it flow, together, we're gonna find our way, Uh, you and I, together, together. taking the time each day. Oh,
2: what an easy song.
1: To learn all about <gasps> those things you just can't. I don't know if it's high to find.
2: I don't know either. All I know Two is Silver together Spons we're going to find together, our way. You and I. Rana, did you used to watch that show?
1: You know, Jordan was very into classic sitcoms for And a I while. bet
2: he was really into Ricky Schroeder. And
1: I don't want to shock you that he loved Silver Bones. Yeah. And that he used to beg me for a train that would ride around the living room. That's what he well, wanted. Yeah, well,
2: Everyone wanted that.
1: Yeah, which of course was never going to happen. That and right. Richie Rich, you know, the cartoon.
2: Sure, yeah. sure. I sure. bet
1: you were a big Richie Rich watcher. Is you that know, true? here's
2: the thing I <laughs> wanted to be a Richie Rich watcher. But, but he was then when so I saw he kind of was. And I, I yeah. really wanted to love him, especially like, <laughs> but the, I'll tell you, the only character I did Richie Rich have eyeballs. I know he had the whites of his eyes. I forget if he if he was like Annie or if he had eyes.
1: I believe he had eyes, but he did look a lot like Annie.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah. Which is but I really thought Richie Rich and I would have like something to talk about. Chemistry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some chemistry. But it turns out I once I got I got a little too I got to know him a little too well and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? He's kind of charmless.
1: Yeah, well that's what you learn is that, you know, poor little rich kids usually aren't very interesting.
2: So true. Because They're they don't really need to be educated. The yeah. yes.
1: trappings of their lives are interesting, but they themselves are not usually very interesting.
2: So true. It's yeah. absolutely true.
1: Which is I was watching the other day the Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. Have you seen you've seen that?
2: The Joe Wright one is doesn't he yes, that? Yes, correct. I have. I mean, it's I think I haven't seen it since a couple years after it came out. I think I saw it on a plane or something, but I liked it.
1: I think I never gave it a fair shake because I always it just
2: seemed so silly.
1: Well, the Jennifer Ely one is really my favorite, but that's about 12 hours long. Is that's that the, the
2: miniseries?
1: Yes, that yeah. was on A&E. Right. And I never really gave the Joe Wright one a fair shake. When I saw it, I was very dismissive of it. Right. And then I watched it the other day. I watched a piece of it. It was on. And I have to say, it's absolutely beautiful. It's I totally agree. Shot.
2: And I thought it would be silly. And I don't know if it's just because at the time, Keira Knightley was sort of portrayed as this kind of silly person or that was in the that was in that time in the britney time of like ripping these young women to shreds The you know and so i wondered like if that is why i thought that but then you see it and you're like oh it's so good
1: she's terrific in it she's she really a terrific is. elizabeth bennett yeah and she has this fabulous moment which is both she got and,
2: nominated for that
1: you know she deserved to be i, I have do to gr- say. I agree yeah and there's the moment where she comes to Pemberley. Uh, for the first time, and she doesn't think he's there, but she has already rejected his proposal. Right. And she takes a look at the house, and she realizes, oh, all of this could have been mine. Yeah. And she sort of kicks herself. But obviously, that's not what Elizabeth Bennet is about. But it right. was fun that she still allows her that moment of, wow, if only I was a different person, all of this could have been mine. But yeah. Then of well, course it unfolds very differently after that. Everyone
2: has that though, where you think, like, God, if only I could be like that or that person. And then a couple of years later, you're like, but I wouldn't ever really want to be.
1: But in the moment, she's sort of genuinely gobsmacked. And it's very, it's very sweet. And yeah. It was an interesting choice. I love the choice of that. But I have to say, it's so fun, especially if you're a succession watcher, because yeah. Tom Womgans is Mr. Dassey in that.
2: Oh, my God. I never put that together.
1: Matthew McFadden is- Because I saw is, Prejudice uh, forever ago. Yeah. He's Mr. Dassey. Wow. Yeah. He was supposed to be a real heartthrob.
2: Oh. But he's such a
1: gifted comedic actor, too. I mean, he's you know who, terrific.
2: You know, you know who else is supposed to be a real heartthrob? <sighs> what was supposed to be like a big deal was that um, The Rocketeer, that movie that, by the way, now critics say is amazing-
1: Oh, the Rocket t- with Jennifer Connolly.
2: Yes, remember that guy was supposed to be such a big deal and he still acts. He's still in stuff. I can't Who remember his is name.
1: That?
2: He's super handsome. He's like six foot six. Um, I'll tell you right now. But that movie now is like on critics list is like this was a great movie and Come on. We sort of dismissed it. I'm not even kidding. Well, people like really like
1: it. We're gonna have to have a chat, you and I, because we don't know what would do us. Bill from-
2: Campbell. Did you ever Bill hear of Campbell.
1: him? Bill Campbell.
2: Did you ever hear of him? Wait. Now I have to look. Now I have to look.
1: What is this show? I'm doing research. I'm
2: doing research. Bill
1: Campbell.
2: Billy Campbell, I guess is his name. Billy.
1: Oh, Billy Campbell.
2: He's on the show Cardinal.
1: Oh, sure.
2: And he was in Enough with Jennifer Lopez. I remember that. And he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. He just didn't take off in that way.
2: Didn't take off in that way, but has worked. Because he was in The Killing. Has worked consistently, but just didn't become like a big movie star.
1: Certainly a handsome guy.
2: Very handsome. Still handsome.
1: Uh, Now, wait a minute. We still haven't figured out what we're doing for our watch party. We're going to have to talk about that, you and I. But that's another story for another time on our Patreon. Patreon.
0: Uh,
2: Well, we could. No, please go ahead.
1: Watch the Rocketeer.
2: I mean, in no world am I watching The Rocketeer. I don't care <laughs> Is that how what good you were they gonna say. say. No, I was going to say like we could pro- maybe get a s- jump start on the Oscar stuff, even though nothing's I, been nominated.
1: Well, I did think about watching Nomadland or one of those things, but we'll have to we'll have to talk about that because I'm also thinking we might cook up a very special show for the lobsters uh, for the, lobsters, uh, for the not, Oscars.
2: Oh, I thought you meant for the man. I was like, he would love that. No, I. He, mean, you know how he hates the this show. I think if he saw it live, he'd really like it.
1: The Lob. <laughs> oh, so he didn't watch Unbound. Oh, of course he didn't. He doesn't have Wi-Fi.
2: He didn't have Wi-Fi, Rana. No, yeah. he didn't. But he did very slowly Yeah, with his feet take off my shirt that night.
1: With his claws, his lobster claws.
2: Yeah, but with yeah. his feet. Yeah. Ugh,
1: that is absolutely no. He's really foul.
2: nimble. He's really nimble with. <laughs> oh, with I stuff bet because like he's
1: has to cr- climb up to the crow's nest exactly. when he was learning how to be on a boat.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He can climb up anything.
1: I bet he could get a coconut off a high shelf if you needed. No
2: to. doubt about it. And he's okay, got those so, really calloused. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: The, no, this is fine. Oh, really calloused, scratchy. Paws. Well, yeah, he
2: can. He's mm, like a. You know, yum. he's like uh Yeah, The missing link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, this is making, now this is turning into something it's not supposed to turn into, which is I'm having all of these thoughts about things I've been watching, which is really more of a Patreon conversation than a free feed conversation. Well, l-
2: I, but listen, movies are, are fun to talk about. But
1: I'll let it fly. On Criterion Collection. Yes. Which I know you are a subscriber to.
2: Certainly. I just watched uh, something on there, but please continue.
1: What did you just watch on there?
2: Bukarau or Bacarau.
1: Oh, the, uh, the Brazilian the movie. The
2: Brazilian movie, yeah.
1: Yes, I'm meaning to Loved watch it, that. it's it looks excellent. wild and crazy, it I can't wait to see it. It is wild
2: and crazy, and it's like a real spaghetti Western meets, yeah. you know.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I watched it's the crazy, trailer. yeah. So the other night, I actually watched a bunch of trailers. They have a whole trailer section, and it's really fun to watch because I they're all trailers. old trailers. Yeah. But they are, at the moment- doing a sort of retrospective. And I don't know, you know, they have their little collections. Yes. So I don't know if it's only there. Excuse me, I yawned. <gasps> Am I, I boring you, Rana? I just realized I was bored to death. <laughs> I just realized. Um, no, I just realized I didn't have my coffee this morning.
2: I had like three cups of coffee this morning and now I'm on tea.
1: I was in such a rush. I didn't brew my shades of vanilla this and morning. And I don't want make scream at is. me.
2: The shades of vanilla mug is in the dishwasher that's actually currently running. So I have just a, this mug today.
1: Well, I noticed it had a B on it, Brian, I turned I, it around I because I got if embarrassed. if you went to Color Me Mine and you made it yourself. <laughs> is that how you've been spending your time now? <gasps>
2: I've been going, you know, Ronna, I really have had so many artistic breakthroughs yeah. in this time uh-huh. and Color Me Mine is really, yeah. I think I'm going to yeah. sell some of my work.
1: Getting into creating. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh Anyway, Vittorio De Setta okay. is an Italian documentarian and he did these sort of 10 to 20 minute documentaries about Italy. Italy, if you I will. was about to say, yeah, in the uh, in the sort of 40s, 50s, 60s, up until now, actually. He's sta- I think he started in 1923. Oh, I think he started, oh. but the ones that they have on Criterion are basically from, I believe late 50s. Okay. Uh and they're incredible. He goes into these mostly southern Italian go a lot of Sardinia places like that. Goes into these incredible southern Italian locations. Rural, rural, rural where people are basically eking out an existence from one rock and one sheep. Right. And just as a slice of life and they are not only are the images just totally arresting and incredible. It is it's so gripping. 10 minutes to 20 minutes. And one of the ones I just watched was, uh, I believe, called The Forgotten. And it's all about a festival, a spring festival where they cut down a tree. They bring it down the mountain. They have a feast. They bring it into the town. They put it back up in the town. And then some guy, some strapping single guy, has to climb up to the top of the tree. Wow. And the lobsterman would have been great at that.
2: Well, Ronna, it's funny you mentioned that the lobsterman and I just talked this week that maybe we might be going to Roma for Christmas. Really? Yeah, we might go for like...
1: Does he have a passport?
2: No, and actually, technically, I don't know if he'll be able to get one. Because you know all this Uh, trouble he's He's he's...
1: Felon. Yeah,
2: well... He had a lot of trouble on the high seas a few years ago.
1: Oh, I see.
2: Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> ever since then, it's, it's, we don't know. Sorry. Exactly, I, would, I would say the body's buried, but I think it just sunk. So yeah. I don't know exactly what happened.
1: Burial yeah. at sea. Yeah. Right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Something well, about rats. That would
1: be very exciting if you go to Rome.
2: Yeah. Very we might. Very exciting. Yeah.
1: Fabulous. Anyway. Yes. Uh, we have to get into this because we've got our episode coming up.
2: Here oh, my very God. I can't but believe it.
1: This has to. I, I need to make an appeal to our audience. I need people to stop. It has to stop.
2: Why? People
1: have to stop writing into me and bombarding my DMs and bombarding my Ask Rana inbox over and over about this ramen and this crunchy ramen. Why, the, Rana?
2: The,
1: it's got to stop. It has reached a fever pitch. But Ronna, do you think,
2: I think I've changed minds. I think people who used to eat it (sighs) the normative way.
1: Accepted way.
2: Fine. Are (sighs) now sort of like, hey, listen, it's about to be the disco era. This shit's about to be over. Let's eat the ramen raw.
1: I All I know is we've got another letter today for, from Grace. Eating raw slash crunchy ramen isn't just delicious, but it's actually an official snack in its mother country, Japan.
2: Okay. You are
1: not alone in enjoying raw ramen, but ahead of the curve. If only the rest of America could keep up. Link to the snacks below. And yes, they're delicious. So she clicked, she sent us a link to AsianMAT.com to a product called Baby stock crispy ramen snack chicken flavor, which goes for $1.99 ninety nine.
2: So pack. cute.
1: And it's not cute at all. It's not cute. I mean, the package is very cute. And why not, this whole Rana? Sed- Because it's enough. We get it. Okay. You've all been seen. Do you feel better now? All the crunchy ramen eaters, we've seen you. Okay?
2: You know what? You've seen. Patreon.com slash ask Rana, because there's going to be a video. And really, this is for sauna privileges. You're going to eat it raw, Rana. Me? You're gonna eat it raw, Rana.
1: Eat raw ramen. Raw ramen, Rana. Rana eating raw ramen, Rana I doubt <laughs> it.
2: Raw ramen. Yeah.
1: I doubt it. And I'll it.
2: change your it will change everything for you.
1: Well, you knew I do like crunch, but I don't see myself eating raw ramen. Well, you know what? I you know what I'm gonna do, Rana?
2: I'm gonna do this, and I'm not even gonna ask you to pay me back. Uh, I will bring over three packets of baby star mm, ramen, one for mm, you, one yeah. for Yadvina, and one for yeah. me.
1: Okay. Here's what I'll do. When we hit twenty six hundred patrons, okay, I will because we're pretty close to twenty five hundred right now. Oh my I think.
2: god, fantastic!
1: When we hit twenty six hundred patrons, I'll eat. I'll do a raw ramen video.
2: A raw ramen video with Ron. Or
1: when we hit, it'll be that. Or when we hit ten thousand, which we still haven't hit
2: on, on Instagram.
1: Instagram. Which should it be? Can you believe that? I actually How do can't. we live in a world where we don't have 10,000 followers? Disgusting. It is.
2: It is actually atrocious. especially Okay.
1: When, this is the free feed. When we hit 10,000 okay. on the free feed. Okay. Or which one? No, okay, let's whichever do it. Comes let's first, do 10,000. That sounds whichever good. Whichever comes first. 10,000 on Instagram or uh, 2,600 on Patreon. Whichever comes first.
2: Rana, I also. Great. I'm in. Raw ramen Rana. Rana with raw ramen.
1: I have to tell you, people also, uh, In the update department, were very, uh, very, very positive about Naomi as guest host.
2: Okay, Ronna. You know what? I saw that. (laughs) I did. I've seen the comments. Um, they were very positive. Some people you know, saying, saying it was the, to the show. So some people saying it was the best episode
1: yet. No, I hadn't read that. Is <laughs> yeah, that right?
2: I, I did. I read a couple of.
1: I read one. i read like, hurry one of my back, favorite episodes. Brian, hurry back! Brian. No, I didn't I read, read
2: one. one like. Yes, there every was one single that, one there I was read one. was like Miss Brian, but this was even better. <laughs>
1: is what I read. We had a lot of they were like feedback. Brian
2: or Naomi and Rana should take over the world, and I was like,
1: Oh, that is know, no, I didn't read that anywhere. But people were very positive about the episode, though. I saw a lot of people saying, hurry, uh, hurry back, Brian. I
2: didn't see one saying that. Well, then you have to go
1: back through the scroll, but everyone knows you don't read the Instagram. So how I do read the
2: Instagram. How do you think I got all those comments in my head? Read
1: a little closer. Okay. Because that was the You know, can I
2: can I be honest about something, Rona? Oh boy. I there's some I think, I think, I think Naomi's a really bad person.
1: <laughs> there's just something about it you I don't, think trust. I don't know. I yeah. never saw
2: it before. But now when yeah. I really oh, think you about know, it. Now
1: that you're saying that, I think I can see it. I
2: think she's just a really,
1: really <laughs> I, I don't want to say
2: evil, but she's yeah. there's she's not a good person, Ronald. Yeah.
1: On. Oh, that and is so funny.
2: So anyway. Do you want to
1: add anything to Naomi's uh did you have any New York suggestions? Oh, you I loved to add. that. Yeah. Um so we did talk a lot about New York on the Patreon. It was when we talked so... about pretend it's a city.
2: We did. We did. It was so, it's just so nice to always talk about that city though. And it was so yeah. nice to hear you and Naomi talk about it. Any other recommendations? Well, a hot
1: dog in Central Park I threw in because I know you love to get a hot dog every time you go to New York.
2: Oh, okay, Ron, and you, Ronna, I don't say, I'm I not going to say too. every time. Don't you enjoy one every now Who and then? Who doesn't
1: love a hot dog in Central Park? Of course. You know what
2: I never went to in New York and I probably still wouldn't. So forget it.
1: I don't know what my, huh? The Frick. I've
2: been to the Frick. Yeah. And I've been to the other one and the other one and the other one. There's a piece in
1: the New Yorker about the Frick
2: from about two
1: weeks ago. So it's just an ode to the Frick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I would say those things and (laughs) Central Park.
1: Yeah. Well, if you think of anything, feel free to add it.
2: I will. Naomi
1: had hers right at the top of her head. So you know what,
2: Rona, I'm why not. Why don't support. you read? Naomi these... has been trying. What?
1: <laughs> why don't you read the? How many more times are you gonna flaunt that teapot in my face? You think I don't know it's a passive aggressive move to try to destroy my coffee empire?
2: All I'm you saying. You think I don't is... know that? All I'm asking is, uh, <laughs> what did Naomi have to say about the coffee? That's what I'd like to know.
1: Oh, and I have to tell everyone on the free feed, and then we have to read a couple of these quick reviews, yes. and then we have an unbelievable guest today.
2: Yes, who we was do. not the
1: guest that was frozen in Texas two weeks ago?
2: No, that person yeah. is still probably in Texas and paying probably paying $50,000 of an For electric bill. For their electric bill. Got got, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, well, they'll
1: get that all figured out, but that was absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in any event, uh, show stop a cookies. Yes. Andrea, one of our listeners, sent us showstoppa cookies. I have showstopcookies.com. This is not a paid advertisement. No, it isn't. It was this the is... most delicious. And in fact, we should collect the money from her later, but it was the most delicious cookie. It was a homemade cookie, but big but it had the taste of a perfect homemade cookie. And I love when the cookie's thick, but it still collapses a little bit on itself at the top. And anyway, I ate them all and I'm going to have to send. Now I'm sending Brian his own pack because I ate all the showstoppers.
2: Oh my God. And I
1: want to know if you picked up your Brooklyn chocolates from the carriage house.
2: I'm in the clear after Friday.
1: Okay. So we haven't done sugar yet. That's
2: when the fun begins.
1: Okay. So Kate Steinberg can wait for her review of your Brooklyn chocolates then.
2: Correct.
1: So did you ever get the macaroni and cheese?
2: I don't know what this show's about today, Ronna. If it's just about putting me on blast or making me <laughs> feel like shit, I don't know what it is. But no, Ronna, I didn't. Some I other sp- people I did. I sort of
1: thought I might've heard about it. Did Aaron get it?
2: She No, she didn't. But some Are other people sure? did who listened to the show. Well, I'm pretty sure. I think she would've told me. But I will say this, Ronna. It turns out the people who got it, a couple of whom said they were going to send it to me and then kept it.
1: I thought that would happen.
2: They tried it and they said it was the most disgusting thing they'd ever eaten. I was truly shocked.
1: Did anyone do a video of trying it and send it to you?
2: Not of trying it, but of making it. Yes, I'll send it to you.
1: Okay. All right, listen, we better skip these reviews because our guest is already here. We've got got the iconic
2: Margaret Cho.
1: Let's get to it. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Rana. Living legend? Is that acceptable?
2: I think it is. I mean, it is acceptable. This is someone who has moved and shaped and shaped generations and continues to.
1: Generations make maybe it sound not like generation. she's a volcanic eruption. I did,
2: I did, didn't but, I? I? Made it sound like she was. But maybe that's
1: not not what she is. I guess Excuse what I meant me. to
2: say is she is one of these people who is always ahead of the curve. Totally. And complete, and we're always catching up. She's
1: always her. ahead of it and in the middle of it at the same time.
2: Correct. She's you, truly. Yeah. I would say she's an icon. I really would.
1: I'd say she's an iconoclast. There you go.
2: This so is a that's big one. Ahead
1: and in the middle at the same time.
2: Ron, I want you to say her name because I like the way you say her first. Well,
1: name. I can't wait. Today in the carriage house, we have um, with us the one and only Margaret Cho. Margaret.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Hi. Margaret, we're dying. We can't I'm handle it. I'm dying. Her. I'm dying. And people don't know
1: this. The minute you came on the Zoom, you were petting a hairless cat. So and now
0: she's running. I have two hairless cats, one is deaf. And the other one is her assistant. The deaf one is her name is Sacre Coeur. Oh, oh excuse like me. Like the
2: church.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. Sacred <laughs> sacred hat.
2: Sacred yes. hat. Yeah. Margaret. Sacred are hat you- and Mat. Exactly, yeah. Mama. <laughs> are you a haired cat person, or do you, did you only get into cats because you're allergic, and now you have a hairless?
0: No, no. Um, I love all animals, and I love haired cats, but I've never had a cat, and yeah. um, so this is my first foray into cats.
2: You know what's crazy, uh, Rana? I do feel like Margaret Cho. Yeah, and I actually I'll say I do feel like you, Margaret, because you are in the room. <laughs> I. Feel, I feel like she really is one of those people who doesn't need an introduction. Like, everyone just knows who she is. Needs it's no so introduction. She, it's
0: so rich. It's true.
2: The yes. only other person I think we've really had like that is Conan, where we didn't have to – we had Conan on, and he was the only other person that we didn't have to, like, list any credits. It's just like, no, everyone knows who this is. Of
1: course you yes. know Margaret <laughs> Cho.
2: Can we talk about, um, quickly, plant-based BDSM?
1: Yes. Isn't that great? Okay. <laughs>
2: I don't really know much about it. I know that you just did a live show that was dying, like a huge hit. Dying
1: to
0: know. Big write up in uh, The Guardian. What it could
1: <laughs> possibly be. be, be me yeah. too. Yes, I saw your big right up in The Guardian, excuse me, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> I mean, So exciting. The Guardian is now covering internet live shows, which that's what we've come to here. Well, they're covering Margaret's wow. shows. What they're really doing shows. is the covering Margaret's show. Exactly. They're covering yeah. plant-based BDSM you make.
2: and her lychee obsession. <laughs> so what's going on is it I know lychee you- or lychee oh lychee is lychee? it lychee I think, it
0: can- I think it's lychee i do yeah. so. too. yeah i think it's lychee oh, Well, but, i um- think it's lychee well lychee what <laughs> can be both let's I say rambutan and it's uh rambutan it's rambutan there you go um it's um plant-based BS- bdsm is like they're not all of the younger people now um, the millennials and Gen Z who are practicing S and M are now going um, cruelty-free, cruelty, right. and they're using cactus oh, so spines the-
2: because it used oh, to be leather, I
0: guess. I right? It used you were to be say they were Using vegan leather whips. Oh, that too. Yeah, and um, a lot of uh, fake fur for sensation play, and um, they're using cactus spines and like succulents. Which is so genius, I think. I'm it's into really that. Fabulous. Yeah, so yeah. cruelty-free for animals, but yes.
1: cruelty-full for humans. That's for the humans, idea. but yeah. it's a choice. Which I
0: think is, I think cactus spines really hurt. So that actually is a perfect. Thing to use oh, how, do you, oh, um, how, how do you harness the cactus, the cactus spine in that situation well you you just take like a small potted cactus and you put it underneath somebody's testicles uh-huh. and then you like just prickles. start to rise up in yeah. the prickles you know you just yeah. sort of rise up a little bit not the kinds of cactus spines that disperse in the air though so you don't have um them right. stuck in the balls for right. sure you just have you just have a little feeling of that and then there was another guy who was a I was super into, he was fully duct taped and all of it was kind of ASMR sort of sensation play, but also hair pulling, um, body hair pulling, but also fetishism in that he was completely encased, but he wasn't in bondage. So he was just in an outfit made of duct tape, which was all about him unsticking and sticking himself inside of the outfit.
2: Hmm. So he didn't need another person for that really?
0: No, no, no. There was nobody yeah. else in, in his scene. It was just him doing like this um, kind of uh, the cat-cow um, uh-huh. yoga move. Yeah. Sticking and unsticking himself. So you Rana. hosted this
1: live show and then you brought people onto to the Zoom, basically? Is that what well, it that,
0: was? Um, that that was, yeah, that was um, on Valentine's Day. And then yeah, uh, of course, last of, year... Naturally. Um, yes. Na- last year I hosted the First virtual uh, Folsom Street Fair, which is the largest BDSM festival in the world. Yes. Yeah. Which Your hometown. Really have on Folsom Street in San, Fr- San Francisco. That's right. Brian, are you going to ask me if I'd ever been encased in duct tape? Is that
1: what it was? I was, was just going
2: to ask if you and Dr. Bob ever played a little rough.
1: Well, is it. Re- hmm. I mean, I think that's personal. Let's just okay. say. <laughs> Let's just say sometimes when people are bossy, they're not bossy everywhere in their life.
2: I, I think that's probably I, very true. And
1: Bob yes. and I were both pretty bossy. So you were
2: just both submissive in the
1: bedroom. No, it just means that you know what you never seen two cats rolling around. Sometimes one's winning. In the, sometimes the other one's winning. Ooh. That's, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. that Boston yeah. spirit, Rana. I love it. Boston strong. Hashtag Boston strong. (laughs) All right, dear. Listen, we've got to get to these questions because uh, Margaret, of course, is very in demand. So we are on a clock here. That's right. So Margaret, some people have written into us. Explain to Margaret what the show is. So
2: people have written into us asking for advice. These are all real questions. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they are sagas, which is wonderful. So uh, we will read these off and we'll each give. Are non-professional, but I think valuable opinions.
1: Absolutely, I think that's great. Awesome. Very exactly. We just say what we think here, Margaret. There okay. is no right and no wrong, and we are not doctors of any kind. We're just, you know, know-it-alls basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, know-it-alls with life experience. Uh, dear Rhonda Bryant, and most illustrious guest. Fair enough. It's Margaret. I will preface this by saying this is an obnoxiously privileged person problem especially in these times, but here we are. I'm writing because I can use some advice on how to get unstuck. I started 2020 in labor, then returned from maternity leave straight into being a frontline physician during the pandemic in NYC. Since then, it's been pretty nonstop. I am very lucky in that I have an extremely supportive workplace and reliable childcare, but I feel overwhelmed angry, and emotionally exhausted almost all of the time. I have no family on this coast and really only one local friend who is herself a new mom and a wow. crazy busy doctor. That was Margaret's cat in. <laughs> My husband has his own significant career stress, so isn't very available for the time being. And to be honest, he can't really understand what I'm dealing with at work anyway. Probably none of us can. Mm. By the way, the New York Times today, I haven't looked at it yet, Gave nurses in ICU taking care of COVID patients uh, GoPro cameras or something. So they have footage of what it really feels like to be on the oh, board. Oh, smart. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 All this lamenting brings me to this. I haven't left the city for more than four hours since November 2019 when I was heavily pregnant. I need to effing get out of here. My friends keep telling me I need to, quote, leave the city for a few days to reset. But I feel paralyzed. My husband has been great, has many great qualities, but organizing/slash participating in vacations is not one of them. So it would be on me participating in vacations. <laughs> he can't, not only does he not organize them, he doesn't participate in them either. Uh, I think that's hysterical. The yeah, idea that, that, that okay, I'll plan it and then he'll get there and he'll still not do anything. Yeah. Uh, I think it just means he's probably not active, is what it means. But anyway. Our normal vacations in the before times used to be quite fabulous. Seychelles, Japan, Marrakesh, excuse me, and blessedly child free. (laughs) I would live for those trips and look forward to them the whole year. Now I find the idea of organizing the whole family for a driving distance excursion to be even more stressful than my baseline. Maybe my kids would have fun, but for me, some stranger's rent-a-cabin with God knows what weird smells, where I'd have to cook and be with my kids 24-7, then vacuum up after ourselves at the end, seems like such a letdown from previous normal vacations that the idea brings me to tears. Going to a hotel would just stress me out about all the recycled air coming into our room, and again, I'd still be stuck in the cold, gray Northeast and stuck watching my young kids. What's the point? I was planning on maybe flying out to see my family sans kids. That means without Margaret knows, because she named a cat in French.
2: Well, then who were you saying (laughs) that for, Ronna? Me? Uh,
1: For the benefit of our audience, Brian. There are other people here. (laughs) There are thousands of people here right now. If you say so, Ronna. Okay. Uh, Now that I'm vaccinated, uh, now that I'm vaccinated, but I'm worried that that will be soul crushing as well. My sister's family and my parents have a happy little pod going and don't really seem to notice me unless I'm the one calling. Going on a vacation by myself seems lonely and a recipe for more brooding. Please help. I'm in a prison of my own making. What can I do to mentally reset and come back a bit lighter? Thinking of making plans puts me in a tailspin that nothing is good enough. Please don't say therapy. That's a given. And I know you're savvy enough not to tell me to practice gratitude. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sincerely, (laughs) I've really got to get out of here. P.S. Your podcast has been a bright light through all of this and gives me a much-needed laugh on the subway.
2: Very nice. Margaret, any thoughts?
1: Please, let's just remember she's a frontline physician in a New York hospital.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. So even though
1: there's a uh, a lot of privilege there, this is a woman who is...
0: Absolutely. It's a lot of work. On yeah.
1: the doing the lines. work. Yeah. Yes, doing the work. Real warrior. So, yeah.
0: I mean, I think <laughs> that she should investigate going on vacation by herself because it sounds like what's stressing her out is basically other people. And I yeah. love to vacation by myself. I Me I was afraid of it for a long time because we're just not socially encouraged to do things alone, like yes. go to dinner alone or- Right. Go on vacation alone, and it's actually amazing because you don't have to negotiate everything. She does in her life; she has to negotiate with somebody else, whether it's your kids, her husband, um, her family, her work, patients. Everything is negotiation. But when you can remove that, yeah, completely, it is so freeing. And yet, there is a societal impression there that if you're going someplace on your own, that you're you're uh, living the lonely passion of Judith Hearn, or whatever that movie is. Yes, that right. nobody
1: that nobody wants to be with you. You're alone yeah. because nobody wants to be with
0: you.
2: Right. It's not when your choice. She would
0: be alone because she doesn't want to be with anybody else. It sounds like she doesn't yeah. want to be with anybody else, but she doesn't want to admit that to herself because everything she said about going on like a vacation would be cleaning up after everybody being yeah. in a hotel with other people, being on the road with other people. It's a it's a nightmare. Other people she can be a nightmare.
1: Her, she needs some me time. She misses herself. Yeah. She has become all of these things to all of these other people a doctor to the people she takes care of, a mother to the children that she has, a doer of everything for the husband that she has. She doesn't right. have anybody. She just wants to remember what it felt like to be herself for a couple of days.
0: Yeah. I would experiment with a weekend away someplace that she wants to go to because she's vaccinated, because she's, if she's able to do that, that would be an amazing thing. And it wouldn't be for a long time, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily right. introduce it's low stakes. fruiting. Yeah, it's low stakes. Um, I love Provincetown on the off season. Oh,
2: really? Do yeah, but it's right. Yeah, Because
0: it's all fishermen. And it's like the culture changes completely where it's an empty town there's few businesses open, but then there's all the painters are there. everybody's like doing their art in the light they're writing it's It becomes like the artist colony that it used to be before it was a tourist destination. so now mm-hmm. it sort of reverts back to this artist colony and it's cold. You can wear a slicker um like gorton's fisherman. you could show totally. fish sticks you could um really. Oh, Brian it,
1: loves know, fish sticks. Who
2: yes. doesn't? I pretend they're cigarettes.
0: <laughs> There's nobody on Dick Dock. It's not far right. from New York city. And, um, I think it's a great, I think it's a great location to go alone, um, to go and just enjoy the scenery because it is the Cape it's Cape Cod and it, it's, yeah, it's amazing.
2: Oh, it's a great suggestion.
0: Yeah. Brian, what um, do you think?
2: I think probably what she needs to do is do everything Margaret just said. And then if you wanted to, this is purely optional. You ask someone to take you out on a boat. Oh, dear. And Well, first, what you do before you go out on the boat is you cut your hair really (laughs) short. Really, really short. (laughs) And you might even want to dye it a different color. It's up to you. But you go out on the boat. You tell the person who um, is driving the boat that you can't swim. But halfway through, you accidentally fall off the boat. Turns out you swim to shore. Hmm. Turns out you move to a new town. And if you knew
0: John- Olivia where knew they play brown
2: eyed girl yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then your you know your ex husband will come back with a knife and try to stalk you. He'll mess with your hangers in the closet, but you've got a new life. So Ooh. I would just say probably follow Margaret's advice. But if you wanted to do the add on, if you just want to take that. that
1: extra step, if you Ooh. want
2: to take that extra step, and then. But I will say this, you are absolutely at your wits end. That is clear. And you need to do something before the worst thing you could, I mean, there's no worse feeling than absolutely exploding around people who don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that I've done and then only ever regret when it really, it was just that I was feeling boxed in or stifled. Overwhelmed, exactly. I think Margaret's dead on with, you just need to take a, weekend low stakes trips start there uh, by yourself because it, it just sounds like you need time off to reset. And there's nothing, I'm with Margaret. I love going to dinner by myself. I love going places by myself. There, it really does. Listen, I will say after, you know, a week, 10 days, it can feel lonely unless you're part of a, you know, unless you're touring with someone or anything like that. Yeah. But for a weekend, there's nothing better. Take all the yeah. books you miss or the magazines or watch Lifetime all week. You know, do any of
1: that. She it needs great. a long weekend. Yes. yes. And there's a couple of ways to do this. I don't know what the, uh, what the situation is at work, whether they have quarantine uh, restrictions or, you know, she's obviously working five days a week and has childcare. care. She's a full-time doctor. Uh, I don't know what whether they say it's okay if you go. They're all vaccinated now, so I don't know whether they're saying that's fine. Oh, you can go away and, and come back. Or whether they say you have to have a buffer of th- three days, even so, with the vaccine or what. Because, of course, this is the big question about uh, asymptomatic transmission. Or, though it right. seems like, very encouragingly, that these vaccines are also cutting down on transmission, at least of the current strains. Right. So she'll know the answer to the parameters of whatever that is. We are looking at a four- to five-day trip maximum for this person, okay? Mm-hmm. She has two small children. She can't abandon her post completely, but she needs to figure out what the most amount of time she can take is and take that time because it's going to take her two days or a day and a half to even commit to the vacation. So she's going to get to the place and she's going to feel guilty Feel the like whole a horrible time. mother
2: or something like that. Of yeah. course
1: guilty. Why, who is she? Everyone's suffering in this pandemic. And why is she spending this much money? And why is she, you know, all of these things. Meanwhile, she has literally been putting her body and her brain in harm's way. Dealing with, shouldn't even touch on this. I can't even imagine what the arrangements are with her family when she goes to work and comes back and changes her clothes in the garage and then has to, you know, or in the entryway of the building and has to do take a Silkwood shower before she can hug her children.
2: If she, I were her, I'd walk right in my house every night after work and I'd slap my husband across well, the face. Well, first thing, <laughs> <every> <laughs> <single> first
1: thing <laughs> I'd do is kiss him right on the lips, still wearing my surgical mask. That's the first <laughs> thing I would do and hope he came down with it. But the, uh, see, how he felt that about how hard his life was and how, and how much he didn't like planning things. But uh, truly, there is so much stress in this woman's life. And because yeah. she uh, she doesn't feel entitled to feeling it, she thinks it's Ooh. her duty to do all of these things. And that Ooh. is who she is. But she's at a breaking point. There's no question.
2: She really is. And at first time, I thought like, you know, are you enjoying this misery because you're you're doing that thing where it's like, well, I can't do this because of this and I can't do this because of this and I can't, but I actually think you are miserable and you want out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. She's
1: yeah. paralyzed by also the other problem is it's so built up in her mind now about how, what it Aww. needs to needs to mean because it'll be the first time she only had a baby last year. So yeah. it'll be the first time that she has basically abandoned ship. And she and there's so much guilt on mothers and everything else about that sort of thing she's going to leave a small child with somebody for a couple of days, and she feels terrible about that, whether she thinks rationally that that's an okay thing to do or not, she just- she can't bring herself to do any of these things, and she needs to push so the The other option here is you can keep going how you're going, you completely break down, you can scream at your children, you can scream at your husband, you can become that person. And you can have a miserable home life. So mm. enough. You got to get out of town. I love Margaret's idea of Provincetown. Another idea is Mathis Vineyard in the off season.
0: Oh, they yes, yes. They have that yes.
1: gorgeous Charlotte Inn, which is a relay and Chateau property, which is gorgeous. And you'd have to check to make sure seasonally they're still open. But the other thing you could honestly do is you can drive. You should rent a car if you don't have a car.
2: One you can sleep in.
1: Drive, (laughs) Vanagon. Drive to upstate New York, the Berkshires, Hudson River, uh, yeah, Hudson Hudson Valley. Yeah, I mean, however far, I'm. I'm talking two hours, three hours, far enough that you clear your head on the drive, and that there is a transition from the city life to the country life. Mm -hmm. You can go to Connecticut, Mm -hmm. honestly, Washington's Crossing, a place like that, and just go somewhere that is a self-contained. Spa or facility, it would be nice if it's in a little town that you can walk around the town, which you can absolutely get that in various places. But somewhere that this is the bar, this is the restaurant, Treat yourself, this is yeah. my room, and this is, uh, you, nobody cares if you're eating there by yourself, read a book, sleep in, don't answer to anybody. FaceTime in the your family in the afternoon. Don't get up at seven to call everybody to find out if everybody had breakfast. Let your husband or whoever you stay, you you have employed to do that handle that, and just spend a little time with yourself for a few days. But I think a drive or a boat ride. I'd love to say go to Miami. If there, I mean honestly, if there wasn't this crazy pandemic, or if you could do it, I'd say go to Miami for three days because Miami, you know, you sit outside, it's warm. I, ha- I hate to give Florida any kind of a plug at a time like this, <laughs> but Miami's nice for a couple of days mm-hmm. if you want to feel that you've totally gone to another place. But you just have to do it. And the other thing is, you set up the expectation for your family that this is something that you might do from time to time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one will be the hardest for your husband, but let him
0: see how he gets through it. He'll get through it. Yeah.
2: Did Lucia have anything to add Margaret? Is there any opinion or is she going? She just
0: said she just told me that these are the consequences of when you put other people's needs before your own.
2: Smart. She's she
1: knows what she's talking about.
0: That's right. Now she's growling the, at the cat. This is the <laughs> li-
1: this is the life that she has chosen though is that she, which is wonderful and we need people like this. Yeah. But she can't forget about herself. So yeah. true. Yeah, or she'll be lost forever. Yes. Uh Brian, would you like
2: All to right. read the next question? To you? Yes. Okay. There's a preface on this. It says this story takes place from before lockdown, but I would like your advice for when we end up going back to the office. Okay. okay. Hello, Ron and Brian and Margaret. I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm in a bit of a pickle. My wife doesn't wear perfume, but says she would be happy to wear some on date night if I tell her my preference. I've never paid any attention to perfume brands, but we have failed in finding a fragrance that I like by walking down the perfume aisle at the mall. This is pre-COVID. By the way, aisle spelled like island, which is kind of fun. It classes up a mall a little bit. <sighs> One day at work, a female coworker walks by and has this amazing scent. I told my wife that night, and because we have a very secure relationship, she said you should ask your coworker what she is wearing. I immediately thought how this could be taken as sexual harassment and how creepy the coworker would feel if I said, "Wow, that's a great scent. Mind if I have the brand so my wife can smell like you? How will I ever figure out the perfume brand once we are back in the office?" Many thanks, my lovelies, Alex.
0: Cool.
2: Well, um, I
0: mean, I think it's more about like what I love i'm I'm a fragrance wearer. So what I
2: what are your fragrances? What's your my what are you, fragrances? You I basically
0: to? love um I my mine is um Guyac Ten, which is the Lalabo Tokyo exclusivity exclusive. Yes, so you can mm-hmm. only buy it in September in America, but otherwise you have to go to Tokyo to buy it. Yeah, which um is also fabulous too. So right. I always get these giant like gallon size two liter bottles of it every time I go to Lalabo in September. But I think um. Is just to have that smell in your mind and make it that adventure. So what you can do right in COVID is you can do like um these sample discovery sets from different perfumers, and the, the mall is a terrible place to go for perfume. Yeah, right. you've got to go to the um the niche perfumeries. Um Lucky Scent is an online brand that that they do all niche perfume. You can get discovery sets for very cheap, and their sample sizes and what a great adventure to smell together because the scent is going to change depending on who's wearing it. So the coworker's scent is not just the perfume; it's her and the perfume. Right. So to know that that's actually not the person; it's it's not just the per, it's just not the perfume; it's the person too. So discovery set, niche perfumery, um, and don't go to the mall for that. And you don't have to leave your house to do it.
1: Yeah. And the problem with the mall is that two sniffs in itself, your nose exp- ex- literally explodes. Yeah. Well, and there's also many. too many you can't scents smell at the anything. mall.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's like yeah. 10 two 100 sniffs, 100 perfumes. 100 perfumes all lined yeah. up together. Yeah. Yeah. Ronna, what yeah. do you think?
1: Well, I do think this person still wants to know, Margaret, whether they can ask their coworker. Even though I think you've given <laughs> wonderful advice, this person Ooh. wants to know if they can ask the coworker. And yeah.
2: what do you think?
0: Well, I think it. I think I think, it, uh, bit, I think, that, I, I think you could ask, but I don't know. I think
2: you yeah. can say
1: very casually, "Oh, that you smell." Well, it's tricky because I a, know man, every time I try to say something to out woman. loud, right. I because you keep saying. Now, I'm a person when other people say, I'm very sensitive <laughs> to smell, as Brian knows. And which, by the way, we do favor Lalabo labo in the carriage house, definitely. Uh, oh, nice. Which we we use the. Uh, they
2: have little testers that he could order too, discovery, if you wanted. To. Discovery
0: set, yeah, discovery set, have a discovery set from any. But Lilabo do they do great discovery sets of everything. Yeah.
1: But so when I think somebody smells great, it's a very immediate, I probably over the years people have taken it the wrong way, but it's a very immediate response to me to say, oh, you smell terrific. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's just a compliment. It is. But I don't know that if I was a married man working in an office and I said that to a female coworker, if someone said that to me, I might, ta- it's one thing for a woman to say to a man, I think, but for a man Ooh. to say it to a woman, I think it's very, it's an, int- it is an intimate thing to say. Yes. I
2: think, I don't really see how, cause any version I played with in my head just sounds odd. Like you smell great. I want to get that for my wife. That's weird.
1: You could have the wife, you could have an after drinks at a bar after work. Is ever a situation like that or a Christmas party. By the way, we don't even know if the wife likes this smell. We just, that that's, why, that's why I he think Margaret's idea is smell. actually
2: great because a, it'll be something you don't have to feel weird about. Like, even if it does smell exactly like this woman, when it gets on the, your wife, which as Margaret said, it won't, it's, it's still no less weird that you're going to apply. You know what I mean? And, and smelling her and thinking, I don't know. I just think like, if you both discover it together, that's even sexier. It is. it is
1: It is. interesting, however, that how did this idea even come into existence of needing perfume? From the beginning of the letter, it sort He's, of sounds he like sort of she's of not skates against over that. it. And he said he'd help. But mm. who said we need perfume? He did.
2: Yeah, he did. He this wants is really, I think, his idea. Maybe it, maybe mm-hmm. it turns yeah. him on or something. Or- yeah,
1: understandably. But it is funny the way it's phrased is sort of, oh, she said she would and I said I'd help. Well, where did the idea come from?
2: As Him. long as this doesn't turn into yeah. like a vertigo situation and he's like, I love your oh, smell. Dear. What is that? Where did you get that <laughs> hat? What color hair dye is that? Like hopefully <laughs> it just stops there. But oh, that
1: scene is so disturbing. When in she vertigo. walks through the
2: door in vertigo and she's oh, completely
1: but when he and he's keeps like,
2: change your hair. Change
1: this. Put it's on obsessive. this. Obsessive. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Uh, I think discovery kits are a terrific idea. There's also a scent, which I like, okay, but I have-
2: White shoulders?
1: (laughs) 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 White diamonds. That was the one. The the Elizabeth
2: Taylor one
0: one. (laughs) is white diamonds, right? Yes.
2: That's right. Who's
0: white shoulders? Estee Lauder. And it
2: stains your clothes. Yes. It'll turn your clothes like brown.
0: Come on. It's
1: gross. It's super gross. uh,
2: I have a friend whose mom used to wear it. And it was like, it's like a, maybe now it's different, but it was like a dyed brown perfume. So she, she accidentally sprayed it on something white and it was all over it.
1: It was called yeah. white shoulders and it? it was a brown perfume. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll leave that right where it is. But the, my point, uh, there was a perfume called Kai, K-A-I, which oh, yes. is a very floral oil, Tropical. Like a body oil. Yeah. Get a little, you get a little roller. you put it on your wrists. I would add that to the list of things to try because I don't know why. It's not, it smells nice, but it's, you know, I don't love it. It is the kind of scent that I have seen men over the years gravitate to over and over again Mm. on a woman.
0: They also like Aussie scrunch, whatever is in Aussie scrunch spray. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) Margaret. That's a made-up. Well, that's a breakfast cereal.
1: What's Aussie so, scrunch?
0: It's like hair mousse from the 90s. Oh, oh the purple spray. stuff? The, or the yeah, purple the bottle. purple Aussie scrunch. <laughs> they always are like, what is that? I'm like, it's Aussie scrunch. It does scrunch. smell good.
1: I bet, <laughs> I, similar, really I bet there's a similar. I bet there's a similar flower in there, whether it's an oleander or a, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. my
2: yeah. aunt used in. to use that stuff, and I remember like whenever I'd be at her house, practically huffing it in her bathroom, yeah, because it smelled so See, good.
1: There you go. The there's men something love in it. scrunch. Yes, something activating. Tell her to try Semen, semen. scrunch. In her head, too. There's a
0: little bit of semen in it.
1: Just a little.
2: Just okay. a little bit.
1: All right. This is our last question. Okay, Rana. Uh, but it is true that perfumiers do seem to be doing a lot of smaller, tiny little sets, especially they've got to keep the business alive.
2: It's yeah. Beautiful. And they're affordable and also just, yeah, then you could just I love the idea of them picking it together. I think that's really sexy. Cause then it's just between them, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm. Fabulous. I would say Edition Frédéric Mal, they do um, they do all of the greatest perfumes. And um, so I wear French lover, or they uh, the American name is Bois d'Orage. And it's perfect unisex scent, but the uh, addition f- uh, they they do like these discovery sets that are just beautiful. So I would suggest that Frederick Malle.
2: Great.
0: Yeah, and don't be afraid to try exactly unisex. Sometimes
1: a, ma- yeah. a masculine scent smells wonderful on a woman. Like it your Noir, or I yeah. love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I had a, a I always loved uh, Comme des Garçons. Whenever I smelled smelled that on a man, I always enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, And and,
0: Wonderwood. Yeah. Come to Gosson. Dear Ron
1: O'Brien and magnanimous guest. Oh, how your podcast has been a lifesaver this past year. Thank you for giving me a little bit of joy during the pandemic. I don't even know if you realize how much of an impact you have on us listeners. Isn't that nice?
2: Very nice.
1: I have a bit of an, oh, here we go. All right. Well, here we go. This is a matter Are we getting question. right to it? Okay. I, did, I didn't realize we were, but we are. I have a bit of an awkward question. Where do I start? I am in my 30s and recently started dating a man also in his 30s. Neither of us has children. We have a lot in common, make each other laugh, and enjoy really insightful conversations together. A few weeks into our relationship, he expressed that he liked to be called daddy in the bedroom. Let me paint the scene, if I may. He will say... Do you want me to f you? And I will say yes, and he will say yes. What? To which I reply, yes, Daddy. Now these are these letters that I feel Brian has sent himself that he just wants me <laughs> to read, and I'm regretting the order. Gotta help me. I'm regretting the order that that I that no no. I think you just want to hear me read these out loud.
2: Oh that oh I see yes. That's and
1: then it. he moans, which is honestly really gratifying. I should also mention he is into BDSM and has said he wants to slap my ass so hard it will turn red, which he has, and it did. He explained that anything considered taboo- I have to say, Ronna, your
2: reading so far is spot on, which he has, (laughs) and it did. It
1: did. He explained that anything considered taboo turns him on. I don't love the ass slapping, but I don't hate it either. I'm pretty much game. Now. I realize there is such a thing as kink shaming and that we all want to be accepting of our sexual proclivities. However, I can't deny that these particular interests leave me with some lingering questions that I am too shy to ask him because of what they may uh, imply. First, what if we had kids? They would call him daddy. Would that somehow turn him on? Do you think these be crazy? Do you think these behaviors are harbingers of some deeper, darker issue within him? I like him a lot, and it's been a long time since I felt an emotional connection with a man. But I'm starting to wonder if I should put my guard up. Please don't use my name. Kisses.
0: I think it's great. I mean, I think if she's having fun with him, that she should continue to. It's not a harbinger of anything negative or dark. People get turned on by lots of different things, and... You know, it could also be something that you can exchange with him because is there something that you like that you haven't shared that maybe um, is a little bit less popular or less um, expressed? So whatever that is, you can be unafraid to share it. So I don't think there's anything. uh, And also, they'd probably call him dad if you had kids.
2: That's true. And
0: it wouldn't turn him on.
2: I would also say. I don't see that
0: as an issue, Yeah.
2: Also, I would say, like, if it's any consolation, this is extraordinarily common in gay relationships. The yeah. the the daddy thing. It is yeah. it is everywhere, and it's not. And I don't think it is tied to anything dark or <laughs> or strange. I wouldn't. I would erase that from your mind. And I don't think there's anything you have to worry about there. And also, you have said like. I think it's really nice that that he's tried this stuff and also you've said, you know, it's not necessarily my thing but I also don't hate it. Yeah. So it sounds like you're totally fine with it. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a place where you're doubting something because of the word daddy. It just isn't it just isn't like that.
0: Also if you take a hot bath after you get a spanking, then it makes it redder so he doesn't have to hit as hard and then later it's like kind of like it's a it's a strange thing. So that oh, intensifies you go take a quick strength. bath
1: and then you come out and you say, oh, look how hard you hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. There yeah. you go. Uh, I think there's a couple of, first of all, the daddy thing isn't really about being someone's quote unquote father. It is about, it is a, an act of submission.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: when someone is at look, you'll Margaret, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But when you when someone is asking you to call them daddy, it's because they want you to submit to them. And so they want to know that they are dominant in that situation. I don't mm. think it is isn't tied in any I'm sure there are instances in which people have childhood trauma and this could be tied to that and blah blah blah, but that doesn't mean that's what we're dealing with here. But that's, that's also not from what like what people are doing when they That's do, also what, from
2: like the roaring 20s. People would call their husbands or boyfriends daddy. Like it's just something that's been around forever.
0: But it's also about a two invitation to play, which has, it's sort of like a a signpost, like, okay, we're not in the real world. So we're going to remove the roles that we are in and we're going to go into a, so it's a, it's a signal for play. So these names necessarily don't correlate to dominant submissive. They just signpost, this is where we're going to be in the space of playing and this is where we're in the real world. So it's a crossover, a threshold.
2: I never thought of it like that, but that is absolutely true. It is sort of like, okay, so now we're, I'm not Bob the attorney. I'm your daddy. And we're going to have Bob the some doctor.
1: Fire, yes. Bob
2: the doctor in Ron's case. Yeah. Bo- uh, her ex husband.
1: Uh, my deceased husband, not ex. Oh. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know what you call someone like that then. They're widow. The you called
1: me he- husband. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: Just wasn't clear on the rules.
1: Uh, really? <laughs> Do you call your grandmother your ex grandmother? Why when, would she I? Pass, <laughs> when she passes away. <laughs> would that no. be your ex? O'Brien? Oh, is that your ex-grandmother you're talking about? You're, your current grandmother.
2: <laughs> you know what, Ronna? I learn something new every
1: week. It's incredible. Yeah. You learn not to trifle with me, Diaz. That's, you
2: that is true. Uh,
1: but I think the, I think there might be a hidden question here, which is if I keep agreeing to his style, does my style disappear? So if my style is a little bit more straight and narrow, shall we say, or not straight and narrow, but, you know, conventional. Sure. What, and we know that these are these, this more extreme version of play or whatever turns him on. Am I going to be left feeling inadequate in some way? Because if what I want is something I, do you understand what I'm saying? The person that has the more extreme taste, if you meet them there, then that, of course, they know they already know what turns them on, and that that's where they want you to meet them. But if you say, you know what I'd love is, I'd love to keep our clothes on and do it in the missionary position while the TV's on in the background. Whatever <laughs> you, whatever you are, whatever your socks on, yeah. yeah, socks uh-huh. on, dog in the room, you know, right. whatever you, whatever <laughs> it is you, you, you are hoping for. Sure. And, and FedEx is going to be here in ten minutes. Or yes, whatever it is. hot,
2: very sexy. Uh,
1: does do you worry <sighs> that you are not able to please your partner? Does that make sense? So the person that really knows what they want isn't necessarily going to be turned on by the mundanity of what you want. And so you're setting yourself up, potentially, there's a fear that you can only have a satisfying sexual relationship in their realm instead of in your realm. Mm. Mm.
0: But then it's more about, like, when you've got your um, sort of hooks in to them, it's a way to control them, too. So... You know, you, oh. you can control them with their own desire to manipulate them into doing exactly what you want. So it's actually a win-win. Explain to me how that works. Well, it's like once um, a man is turned on, he'll do whatever you want and right. be excited by it. It's just the law of nature and how, it, how our bodies work. When somebody's turned on already, then they're really malleable and able to sort of be you know worked into anything you want them to be and so i think it's a way to get into a space of sexuality where both parties can be really pleased nobody's ever going to meet exactly on the sexual plane because we all have different backgrounds we all have different upbringings different things that bring us to sex nobody's equally matched so we have to figure out what those dynamics are and part of that is really fun so if the entry point is into his desire, then you can draw him out into your desire very easily.
2: There you go. And you could even incorporate, you could say like, daddy, will you put on those elastic waist jeans again with the white sneakers that you love? And then with the, you know, with the sunglasses that flip into regular glasses, you know what I mean? Like you could do and a your And kick on
0: your belt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Flip it open. Exactly. Multi
2: tool, correct. Daddy, put on
1: your socks. Turn on the TV.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: But what if your desire? I only wonder this, and of course we're projecting onto this person because we only have the information that we have. But they're at the beginning of this relationship. They're talking about the emotional connection that they're feeling, and that they that they haven't felt this with a man in a while. What if your desires at this stage of the relationship are? sort of purely romantic meaning that you you want you want to be romanced by this by the way I'm not saying that this doesn't sound romantic but couldn't you just say that
2: I mean couldn't you just say I love doing the stuff we do what also turns me on is this I want a night like
1: this yeah I just wonder if that person well I guess it's no different they'll do it they don't mind they're still gonna get to have sex with you but yeah it's just not the way it's not the a number one way that they would choose
2: but i think like margaret said i think that um i think that everyone does even if it's even if it's in the realm of of the same thing everyone does things get people off so differently yeah. in such different and specific ways that i think it's fine i mean it's it's no really no different than being like hey can we switch positions i like this one better you know, yeah. it's it's really yeah.
0: all it's in that same asking for what world. you want. Exactly. Right. And yeah. not being afraid to. And because he's yeah. already opened that question up to you and brought forth all these things about him intimes, int- intimately, you should feel free to do that with him. Yeah. And he might be
1: delighted to, for you to assert yourself.
0: Totally. Yeah. Correct.
1: Well, let us know Solid. how it goes. And send the pictures. Yes. What? What? You want to see pictures of them, Ronna? <laughs> All right, idea. So we, now is the time in our show when yes. what happens, Brian?
2: Okay. So, Margaret, every show we give away a little treat or prize to one of the people who wrote in. Okay. Uh, and so, Ronna, do you want to tell us what the prize is or should I recap who we've heard from?
1: Uh, and, and, Margaret, we just give this away based on a feeling. Okay. It doesn't have to be who deserves it or who doesn't deserve it or whatever. It's yep. just a feeling. But today we're going to go old school and we're giving away a LaMere lip balm. Fine. Oh, nice. That's, really, That's nice. really nice. Which we haven't done in a while. Mm. So I thought, why not? We'll give away a LaMere lip balm. Wow. So we'll it's winter. Some... People have chapped lips. It's a nice little something to keep sure. in your pocket. And don't sure. share it with other people, though. Not right <sighs> yeah. now, please. Not Excuse right now. me.
2: Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. No. Um, Are we giving it to the uh, woman who feels stuck in the city? She's a doctor. She's got to get out of town. Or are we giving it to the the guy who wants to find the right perfume for his wife? Or are we giving it to um, the daddy, the the the, the talking daddy with with my man?
0: (laughs) I think it should go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the feeling. My feeling, because I think that would help her feel like she can escape.
1: Yep. She deserves a little secret in her pocket that says, uh, I take care of myself. I put myself first sometimes. That's
0: so
2: nice. I think she should get it.
1: And as a physician, I just have to say, I mean, I understand her life is so... She's so dealing in the material world right now, in terms of Mm -hmm. this person has to get here and this person needs to be fed and this person needs to be changed. And do we call the nanny and we do this and do we do that? Hi, we're here now. Are we putting so and so on a ventilator? I mean, just the amount. I think what Margaret said was so beautiful about that you don't have to go away by yourself. You don't have to negotiate with anybody. You decide when you eat, when you sleep, when you wake up, if you read a book, et cetera. But You can't underestimate, and you know this as a physician, how much stress informs every other part of your being. Mm. And if you don't learn to get that under control now, well, you're obviously in your 30s and young and have a young family, et cetera. And you don't find a way to cope and to release those things. Obviously, we're in extraordinary circumstances right now. She can't go take a yoga class or she can't, you know, whatever the little things she used to do before. But figure it out. Mm-hmm. It will stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. Yes. No question. There and you go. And your children will, will not die without you for two days. If anything, yeah. they'll appreciate you when you get back. Yeah. That's my opinion. I used to leave Jordan all the time.
2: What? Oh, like by himself?
1: Now with, you know, with help. The help, Brian. Oh, okay, really yeah. nice,
2: Rana. Got it. Well,
1: well. <laughs> do you, you want names and you want job titles no, i'm just saying no. i had people to help me i don't mean the movie the help it wasn't like that i just that's mean, good if you had to hire a babysitter if you had to leave them with your mother if you whatever you had to do you have sure. to remember that you're also a person and it's very hard mm-hmm. to get to that moment after you've been sort of in the bunker with very small children for a couple of years where it's nonstop stop that you, you know remember what? you're not just a Machine that feeds people and clothes people and bathes people and then answers emails.
2: Ronna, you were married to a doctor for like a long time. Yeah. Before he, you know, and I guess my question is, should, I'm wondering if I can just go to you because don't you probably know a little bit about medicine? Could I just start going to you instead of <laughs> did actually you like something going? You
1: wanted me to? Did you have something you wanted me to look at?
2: There's something
1: <laughs> right
2: on. It's like in the. What do they call it? The, um, <laughs> the eye, uh, I, the eye. I, no, I don't know. But the eye of the hip. The
1: eye, the thigh brow.
2: The thigh brow. <laughs> There's something on my thigh brow that <laughs> I'd love for you to take a look at.
1: Well, first think, I'd have to believe you had a thigh brow. That's the first thing I'd have to I believe.
2: Mean, what does that mean, Rana?
1: <laughs> do you have the V, Brian?
2: Is that what a thigh brow are you, is?
1: Are you a Calvin Klein model? Do you have the V? On a no, woman, it's more of- on a woman, a thigh brow, it's where your leg and your, it's where yeah. your thigh and your hip come together. But, so
2: that's what I need you to take a really yeah, good look but at.
1: But the thigh brow is, you know, you have to be pretty, you know, you know. I didn't know that was called. That, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Know they, tr- they tried to make it a thing a couple of years ago and it didn't quite take off. Oh ah. Yeah. The thigh brow. Mm. It's a terrible word, actually.
0: Yeah, what does it's, it mean? it's actually disgusting. The, yeah, uh,
1: just smile. But I mean, the I, on the man I thought we always called it a V. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Really call, yeah. Nobody minds that.
2: Margaret, um, the last thing we do is we read a yes. question that Ron and I answer later as a cliffhanger on Patreon. So we do okay. it like as a cliffhanger. Would you like to to hear it though? Sure, or would you, I would love to hear great. it. Great. Okay, okay, great.
1: And then we will let you go back yes. to your Fabulous Life. And I have to say, your house looks magnificent. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. No Gorgeous. Kidding. Yeah.
2: Good to Morgan, Rana and Brian. That's what they said. Huh. <laughs> First off, let me say how much I love your podcast. I moved to the Netherlands not too long ago ah. and brought this podcast with me. Now my ah. coworkers and I all listen to it together on our Wednesday mornings, laughing at all your commentary.
1: International sensation.
2: I hope you see the Netherlands numbers spiking. Secondly, oh. let me say, all of this is allegedly true. My friend did most of the researching, and many of the articles were written in Spanish, so lots of Google Translate was going on. Okay, here we go. One of our good friends was dating this guy from a South American country. Let's call him Sebastian. Okay. Sebastian always had a fun, bubbly... This is starting to get very Dateline. Sebastian always had a fun, <laughs> bubbly energy and was super friendly. One night, he mentioned that he was on Dancing with the Stars.
1: Oh, <laughs> Okay.
2: In his home country, but did not mention why. He's always been a good dancer, so I assumed he was one of the professional dancers. But boy. Oh, was I see, I as wrong. opposed
1: to being a TV personality or an actor or a celebrity yeah. of some yeah.
2: sort. My friend Alana, who did most of the research, kept this little info Jewish. in the back of her mind. Okay. She went on to Google and searched <laughs> his name and dancing with the stars. Stars. It turns out Sebastian is courtroom famous. <gasps> A la Casey Anthony.
1: Oh dear. Oh, in, in that's, oh. In, can you imagine
2: if Casey Anthony was on dancing with the stars <laughs> in his home country?
1: I think she has two left feet.
2: Sebastian <laughs> <laughs> never thought about it. She Sebastian- looks great right in
1: the uniform, in the costume though.
2: <laughs> Sebastian's mother was a famous businesswoman from South America who was murdered.
1: Oh. At
2: first, his sister was accused of the murder and sent to prison, but now that conviction has been overturned. <laughs> And the way the articles are written, it seems as though Sebastian could possibly be the murderer or hired a murderer. Again, all of this research has been done through Spanish tabloid style articles. But what should we do? Do we tell our friend we think his boy- ex boyfriend is a murderer? Is there any way he doesn't know about these articles? We've never spoken about the case, but he has to know we know, right? To make this person really wants them to know. To make matters more complicated, <laughs> they still live together. So, do we have to wait for that that to end before bringing it up? Also, should we submit the story to a detective podcast, a newspaper, unsolved <laughs> mysteries, or Dateline? And they signed it, but wondering if maybe we shouldn't say it in case he really does know a murderer and then we are outing
1: him. My favorite part is that there is a country... We're, I want to know what this country is that yeah. you can be so famous with. Basically, the Menendez brothers, A Casey Anthony, can go on Dancing with the Stars.
2: I know that that, 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 you can be a that famous is acceptable criminal. in the culture.
1: That is what I need to know about.
2: Was there ever like Margaret? Was there anyone nefarious on your season of that show, or infamous? I guess I should say.
0: Um gosh, was oh uh oh God um no nobody.
2: Yeah, no one like that. Drastic. Who was on your
0: cast? Um, Do you remember? Bristol, Bristol Palin. So maybe that would be. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Bristol Palin, yeah. Jennifer Gray, who won. Yep. Michael Bolton, uh, David Hasselhoff.
2: Wow. That's uh, a good cast. It's a
0: pretty good cast. Um, yeah. So no. Bristol Palin, I guess. No,
2: but remember, I remember that magical. also because, well, but she kept getting so many votes because Sarah Palin was like.
1: Yeah. Coming yeah. Out yeah. For, uh-huh. So
2: she wasn't a yeah. good dancer, but she kept going and going she and going. going, she yeah. was like, going. Can, exactly.
1: But yeah. Dirty Dancing has had to beat. Yeah. <laughs> dirty Dancing. Yeah. Yep. She's something else, Jennifer Grey. She was I think great. She,
2: did she win? I think she, she won, won. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. She She's was great. great. She.
1: She. Had, we had a good time together. Awesome. She's fun. She's a lot of fun, Jennifer Grey. Yes. Uh, all right. Wow. Well, join all us right. on Patreon, patreon.com slash ask Rana <laughs> to get to, for the answer to that. Correct. Uh, we'll have to do our own independent research on that before we, before we record I that. I mean, can you
2: imagine uh, any of but this? But
1: Margaret, this has been an absolute pleasure. and Such a I pleasure. Mean, Thank such you. Such fabulous advice, such fabulous insight. And... Find it mean,
2: everywhere. I'm sure your movies are available to stream or rent. I'm tell sure. us it's a, it's already,
0: out there. Oh, I have a movie on Netflix now called Over the Moon, which is um, the first animated big Asian American feature, and it's up for oh, Golden yes. Globe.
1: So oh, I've heard about this. That's maybe very we, we will win.
0: So we'll see. And That's very what are your socials? Is it at Margaret Cho? At well, Margaret Cho that? on Twitter, Margaret underscore Cho on Instagram, and uh, MargaretCho.com. Fabulous.
2: And over the moon also, it's you, Sandra O, John Cho, Uh,
0: Philip Asue, and Ken John. Amazing. Yeah.
2: Amazing. I will definitely check that out.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you.